السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا وحبيبنا ومطاعنا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم قال تعالى بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إنهم فتية آمنوا بربهم وزدناهم هدى وربطنا على قلوبهم إذ قاموا فقالوا ربنا رب السماوات والأرض لن ندعو من دونه إلها لقد قلنا إذا شططا وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وآية خروجه تركهم الأمر بالمعروف والنهي عن المنكر أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي يا رب صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم الحمد لله respected most respected علماء كرام respected elders beloved brothers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us every day we awaken in the morning is the bounty of Allah Every day we make it by night is Allah's favor and chance and opportunity to make a difference, to become better, to improve, to leave a legacy. One amazing dua Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught when awakening in the morning. Alhamdulillahilladhi ahyana, we normally read. Allah give us tawfiq to read that dua. Allah, we were dead. We were going through the sister of death, sleep. You return the ruh to us. This other dua, Alhamdulillahilladhi, Allah, I thank you. Radda ilayya ruhi, Allah, you have returned my ruh to me. Radda ilayya ruhi, meaning the ruh departed from the body. Allah, you gave me life again. It's from you. The fact that I awakened is not from me. Not my capability, my know-how, my authority, my choice. Radda ilayya ruhi, Allah, you returned my ruh to me. وَعَافَانِي فِي جَسَدِي Allah, I can't thank you enough that you gave me afiyat in my, my body. You gave me strength and ability. Afiyat. How many awaken by morning, but they're visually impaired now, or crippled, or paralyzed, or afflicted with heart, heart attack. عَافَانِي فِي جَسَدِي Allah, I can't thank you enough for that. وَأَذِنَ لِي بِذِكْرِهِ Allah, I thank you that you're enabling me to take your name. So even to take Allah's name, man on his own cannot do. وَفَضَّلَنِي عَلَىٰ كَثِيرٍ مِمَّنْ خَلَقَ تَفْضِيلًا Allah, I thank you that you gave me superiority, that you made me insan and not hayawan. Allah, you gave me, made me insan and from the ummah of Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Most of us would have read, and everyone should, Surah Al-Kahf. Al-Kahf refers to a big cave. Ghar is a small cave. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam on the journey of Hijrah with Hazrat Abu Bakr was in the Ghar. These young men, seven men, they were youth. They were brimming with youth. They were worried about something. Allah highlights them in this chapter that you and I are strongly encouraged. And this is emphasized in so many ahadith that when we live in times of fitna, this chapter should be recited, learnt. Some ahadith mentioned three verses. Other ahadith mentioned five verses. Other ahadith mentioned ten verses. Other ahadith emphasized the entire chapter. Meaning the more we learn and the more we recite, 
the more we will acquire the protection of Allah. Allama Alusi mentions, Yandubu takraru qiraatiha. Actually, it is encouraged to read this chapter repeatedly. And our ulama are encouraging us to read this daily in times like today and in turmoil times of difficulty and challenges where one's iman is being attacked on a daily basis. But the question is, is, is it just reciting the chapter? Or is there something else with recital? What is mentioned in this chapter? Incident number one, Allah speaks of youth. Right at the beginning, Allah mentions a warning. لِيُنذِرَ بَأْسًا شَدِيدًا Warning of a severe punishment. Then Allah gives another warning. وَيُنذِرَ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا اتَّخَذَ اللَّهُ وَلَدًا And also a warning for those who claim falsely, accuse Allah na'udhu billah of falsely begetting a child. These two warnings are right at the beginning of the chapter. But we're going to go through this chapter. The first incident, Allah highlights young men, innahum fitya, they were youth, brimming with youth, strength. Historically, they were prominent young men. The ruler in their time was named Diqyanus. And he had enforced idolatry and shirk, enforcing this on the people. These youngsters were worried about their iman. So they were summoned before this ruler. And as they were summoned, the ruler then enforced it on them, saying to them, I hear what you all are doing. You all are gathering, doing something else, concerned about something else. You will have to forsake all of that. Otherwise, it will mean your life. And then he said, I will give you an opportunity because I know you. Tomorrow you will be returned to me. And if you refuse to forsake this creed, this deen, this iman you are talking about, it means your life. Allah softened his heart. He wanted to kill them there and then, but he gave them one opportunity. This also came from Allah. But what did they say to him? Allah speaks about what they said to the king. Allah says, وَرَبَطْنَا عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ They were worried about their iman. So Allah says, we fortified their hearts. Rabatna is to tie. Allah says, Allah strengthened their hearts. So when we worry about our iman, that we have to live with iman, and we must die with iman, Allah gives us His special help. وَرَبَطْنَا عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ And we fortified their hearts. إِذْ قَامُوا They stood before the ruler, and they said to him, You want us to ascribe, ascribe partners unto Allah? When Allah is رَبُّنَا رَبُّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ The Rabb of the entire universe is Allah, the controller is Allah, the giver is Allah, the provider is Allah. Every breath of air comes from Allah. The heart cannot beat without Allah. Our every limb only functions through Allah. And nothing in the entire universe happens without Allah. They stood before the ruler and they invited him to Allah. Qamu faqalu. Allah loved their deed that Allah strengthened their iman. Allah softened his heart and he released them for one night. That night, they gathered. Allah speaks about what they did then. Allah speaks about how they gathered and they in a discussion. What's their discussion? What are we to do? Stay at home, we're going to be forced to forsake our iman. What do we do? What's the next move? We have to protect our iman. Are we going to leave our homes? They said we can leave our homes. We can lose our businesses. We can lose everything. But iman we cannot forsake because that is priority. And Allah highlights how they agreed. We're not believing all of this. Where are we going to go? فَأْوُوا إِلَى الْكَهْفِ 
Incident number one in this chapter, Allah says, to protect their iman, they're telling each other, they're encouraging each other, we'll stay in a cave, but we cannot forsake our iman. Don't worry, in the cave, Allah who's providing for us here, Allah will provide for us there. يَنْشُرُ لَكُمْ رَبُّكُمْ مِنْ رَحْمَتِهِ وَيُهَيِّئْ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَمْرِكُمْ مِرْفَقًا Allah will, Allah will pour upon us. Allah will shower us with His mercies and make arrangements for us. مِرْفَقًا Allah will make special arrangements for us. This is what this chapter teaches us. That when they worried about their iman, what happened to them? They left that night. And as they were departing, there were six of them. Then Allah speaks about a dog. And with that dog was a shepherd with his flock. Allah knows how and what the shepherd was doing at that time in the morning. Two, three in the morning, how was he there grazing his flock? He wanted goodness. When Allah, when Allah loves goodness for his banda, and when the banda of Allah wants acceptance from Allah, Allah will take him to the right place at the right time. But that's a test. What decision are we going to make? Are we going to fulfill the order of Allah? We reach that garage or we reach somewhere far and wide. Allah took us there. We didn't reach there on our own. Some task of Allah's deen has to be fulfilled there. So this individual says to them, I know where you're going. I want to join you. They said, but your flock cannot come. We'll be in trouble. This will be a clue to them about our whereabouts. He said, I leave all of this for Allah. And he joined them. But the dog chased them. Allah speaks of this dog. The only dog that is allowed entry in paradise. Allah mentions this dog. But Mufassirin mentioned, Allah Qurtubi clearly says, and he narrates this, that as they pelted this dog, to hinder it from them, because of the breathing of the dog, the panting of the dog, definitely they would be exposed. And as they pelt the dog, and they shoo it away, it sits on its hinds and it says, I know you are Allah's friends. I want to be in your company. Then they realized the dog speaking in this manner, this comes from Allah, and they carried on. And the dog joined them, but the dog stayed outside the cave and not inside, because the malaika of Allah can never enter a home wherein there's dogs and pictures and adultery taking place. Allah save us. In this they worried they inside this cave. And what is the worry? What's going to happen to our families? What's going to happen to our, 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 our shops, our jobs, our people? They will be in trouble. And in this worry, Allah says, We gave them deep sleep. We sealed their ears. Meaning Allah gave them deep sleep. For how long? 309 years Allah made them sleep for. After they awakened, the incident is lengthy. But what is this incident telling us? That Iman comes first in all times. Irrespective of the time we're living in, the environment we're living in, Iman has to be preserved and protected. And it has to be our main primary concern. What's the next incident? Allah speaks about two friends, two associates, two brothers. Allah mentions to His beloved, وَضْرِبْ لَهُمْ مَثَلَ الرَّجُلَيْنِ The completion of this incident you know and read it in the Qur'an. Read this incident in the quran Kareem, Chapter 18, 18 in the sequence of Qur'an. On the other side, the number is 69. What does 69 mean? That means in the sequence of revelation. How many surahs are there in the Quran? 114 chapters. 86 approximately revealed in Makkah Mukarramah. So if this chapter is 69, 
This means this chapter was revealed in Makkah Mukarramah. If the chapter on the other side states 87, this means this was revealed in Medina Munawwara. Like Surah Al-Anfal. Anfal is Quran's complete commentary on the battle of Badr. What about Badr? The details of Badr is in Surah Al-Anfal, which is in the ninth juz of the Quran. But this is in sequence of Quran 87. This is to tell us in Medina, early Medina, this chapter was revealed. Al-Imran. What is Surah Al-Imran? Chapter 3 of the Quran Kareem. This is one of the early Medinan revealed chapters, 88. So Allah speaks about these two young men, these two men, and one visits the other. And he says to him, you know all of this that you have, Allah gave this to you. He says, what? This is my earnings, my know-how, my capability, my authority, my hard working. He forgets to attribute to Allah. He forgets what he was. He forgets that he had nothing. He was kicking the stones in the streets. And Allah gave him that portfolio. Allah gave him that, 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 that wealth. Allah gave him the prominence and the position and the status that he enjoys is all from Allah. So he says, you, you think you're successful? He says to his brother who came to meet him. He says, come I show you. Allah says, he entered his portfolio, his huge garden, two farms next to each other. Quran describes, in the middle was a river, was a river splitting the two beautiful farms and surrounded by lush, Greenery, vegetation, crop in our understanding. A huge empire with stories of buildings and great income filling his bank balance. And now he thinks, he says to him, this can never ever come to an end. He says to his friend, what are you coming to tell me? You're telling me about success. This will never come to an end. You're talking about judgment day, standing before Allah. With such wealth like this, I find it hard to believe what you're trying to say. And he entered with such arrogance. So his brother tells him, his friend tells him, you forgot the Allah who gave you this. We were together. We had nothing. The Allah who made you from dust. Then from a droplet of liquid. Then he fashioned you in the form that you enjoy. Are you denying him? Have you forgotten that he gave you all of this? He says, Allah gave it, Allah can take it. We think we have authority. We think we have position, know-how, capability. Everything is from Allah. In this incident, Allah says, Allah says, Allah took it away. Allah's test came instantaneously. And he started looking at his portfolio collapse in front of him. It can change overnight. It can change overnight. Allah is teaching us everything we can lose and nothing is going to come with us. What will come with us? Iman and A'mal. This is the highlight of this, the second incident. Then Allah gives the parable of the world. In this chapter. That's why we must learn the meanings of this chapter. Under the supervision of ulama, read what, this kalam, of, what kalam of Allah is saying. Under the supervision of ulama, we have to understand. Then Allah speaks about Musa alayhi salam. How he traveled far to learn. That teaches us we can be of advanced ages. It doesn't mean we mustn't learn. We have to continue learning. Hazrat Musa alayhi salam of seniority. One of the foremost, most senior of the Anbiya alayhi salam. After Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salam. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam. Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salam. Hazrat 
Musa alayhi salam. These are great anbiya alayhi salam. Musa alayhi salam travels to meet Khidr alayhi salam, who is his junior. And he shows him humility to learn. And Allah speaks of Dhul Qarnain who had such authority. That that authority comes from Allah. What did he use his authority for? His position, his portfolio, his know-how. He used it to inspire people, to guide people, to help people. This is going to help us in all times. It's a'mal. In the times of Dajjal, what will the Dajjal do? He'll say to a person, I am your Lord. Take me as your Lord. If this person refuses the hadith of Sunan ibn Majah, he calls jinn to take the form of this person's parents. He sees his parents in front of him. And he thinks that these are his parents. And they say to him, you know, this Dajjal is the Lord. We died before you, we've seen it all. How strong must one's iman be to pass such a difficulty? That's why the first question in the grave is, Marrabbuk. It's not an answer from the tongue. This has to be the effort of iman. And for this we all have to make an effort. And with that we have to strive for deen and iman to come into our homes. What about our homes? Us having deen outside. What about deen inside the home? What about taking deen in the home? Learning the lives of sahaba in the home. Doing the halaqa of ta'aleem in the home. Hazrat Umar radiallahu anhu. It's late at night. He's patrolling. What does he see out there? This is the ruler, the khalifa, the king. And he sees this tent and he approaches and he sees a man restless out there. He says, what's the matter? Who's moaning and groaning inside? This individual says that this is my wife. What can you do about it? Please mind your own business. Hazrat Umar says, that means your wife is in labor. He says, yes, but what can you do? Hazrat Umar says, I'll return now. He doesn't know that this is Amirul Mu'mineen. He returns home. He awakens his wife after midnight. Can a person go home after midnight and say to his wife, there's a task of Allah's deen to help someone. This is only when the effort of iman is in the home. When the halaqa of ta'aleem is established in the home. Allah's Nabi said before qiyamah a time will come. يُخَيَّرُ فِيهِ rajul. A person will be given a choice and an option by his, by his peers. And they'll say to him, be like us. Otherwise we deem you backward. We deem you useless. We deem you of the old ages. Allah's Nabi said, when they give you this choice, don't be like them still, but be like me. Let them label you. Let them belittle you. Let them laugh at you. But be like Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Establish the halaqa of ta'aleem in our homes. Otherwise the dawat of batil is so, so much increased in every form in the homes that we're losing our own children. We're losing our own progeny in our own homes. Our own woman folk. That we're not seeing anything happen from Allah. How will we pass this test when Dajjal says, it's happening from me, I'll sort you out. We can't stay away from a haram deal. How are we going to preserve our iman at that time? Hazrat Umar awakens his wife. She awakens, Hazrat Umm Kulthum radiallahu anha. And he says to her, Hallaki ila khair. Allah has given us an opportunity to do some good for his deen. To serve some, some family. Are you ready? She says, of course. She awakens as quick as possible. He takes and he carries what to be prepared for them. And together the couple rush in the direction of this family in need. She goes inside to help this woman in labor. Hazrat Umar kindles a fire and prepares, prepares the meals. And when meals are ready, he sends it inward. For, for, her, for his wife to feed this guest in Medina, this woman in labor. 
And after some time, they hear the cry of a child. And then his wife addresses him from inside. She says, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, Bashir sahibaka bi This is the first time he hears that this is Amir al-Mu'mineen standing outside. Oh Amir al-Mu'mineen, tell your sati, Allah has blessed him with a little child. He realizes this is Amir al-Mu'mineen. He starts to shiver and shudder and shake in shock and awe that this is the man who the whole world reveres. The Persian and Roman Empire are awed by him. And he's here after midnight seeing to us and we are not anybody known or anybody of value. Hazrat Umar rests him assured and says there's nothing to worry about. What is it? You are my brother. Just be calm and tomorrow you come to me, I will take care of all your needs. This is Islam, this is deen, to leave a legacy, to make a difference. Life is very, very short. Every day is the last day we have. We have to make a difference. For this we have to strive in Allah's way. We have to worry about our iman. We have to worry about our children's iman. This halaqa of ta'aleem, read the lives of sahaba in our homes, this is imperative. And then very, very importantly, we are living with many non-Muslims around us. We are part and parcel of the ummah of Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the beginning of this chapter, in Surah Al-Kahf, and throughout the quran Karim, listen to the word Alameen. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا كَافَّةً لِلنَّاسِ بَشِيرًا وَنَذِيرًا تَبَارَكَ الَّذِي نَزَّلَ الْفُرْقَانَ عَلَىٰ عَبَدِهِ لِيَكُونَ لِلْعَالَمِينَ نَذِيرًا Muhammad sallallahu is sent for the entire universe. For our iman, we have to strive in the path of Allah. And for this, if it wasn't for this effort, you and I, most of us wouldn't have been here. But what about the non-Muslims who are our neighbors, our colleagues, our friends, our associates, our associates in school, our partners in business, the companies we deal with. Allah forgive us, we're not prepared to take out few days to come out in the path of Allah. But that person who's in our company, to tell that person, you know, life is short. We have to please the Almighty. Otherwise, we're going to die, then we're going to cry. If we're not going to tell that individual, which Nabi of Allah, alayhi salam, is going to come? Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is the final Nabi of Allah. Sahaba radiallahu anhum, the authority Allah gave them, they used it for Allah's deen. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid says, I came to Medina Manumura to pay ransom. After Badr, after Badr, there were 70 of the mushrikeen of Makkah who were captives. Where were those captives kept? Next to Masjid Nabawi to see what was going on in Masjid. That man who taught us in school if we're young. That person who was with us in school. That person who works with us side by side. Sahaba taught us. Those captives were kept next to Masjid Nabawi for them to see what's happening in the Masjid. Mealtime, Sahaba fed them first. Sahaba took care of them. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid says, I wasn't a Muslim. It took me eight days journey. I had to bring 4,000 dirham to pay for my brother who was a captive. So I undertake the journey. I arrive in Medina Manuwara. It took me 14, 12, 13 days. In that my brother was with the Muslims. What happened to Walid bin Walid in the environment of Masjid? When his brother paid his ransom and he released his brother and together they returned to Makkah Mukarramah, eight day journey, you stop after a certain time to rest. 
when Khalid bin Walid awakens, who wasn't a Muslim, he sees Walid bin Walid nowhere to be seen. He searches for him. Where is he? He's returned to Medina Munawwara. He arrives in Masjid Nabawi. Sahaba sitting there. He says, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammad rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They asked him now and they welcome him. They were so happy. They said, why didn't you become Muslim in the 10 days you were here? He says, there I was learning and I was seeing. And I wanted to, but I didn't want to be insincere. I wanted to come on my own, on my own free will when I'm a free man. And rather my father's wealth that he sent be spent for Allah's deen. Jubair bin Mut'im says, I came into Masjid Nabawi, I was a non-Muslim. It was Asr Salah. I sat and I saw the prayer. Then Maghrib Salah took place. I heard Allah's Nabi recite, Wattur wa kitabim mastur. The Quran is so beautiful, he says. Kada qalbi ayyatir. I was a non-Muslim sitting in Masjid Nabawi. My heart almost left my body because of the beauty of the Quran. Whose Quran is this? Allah's Kalam. And it is the amanat of humanity. Jamaat, we have to go in. But what about all the people working for us in our companies? Who's going to save them from Jahannam? If they die today, they go straight to Jahannam. Few words of brother. Do you know our creator who made us is the same? And life is very, very short. He has no partner. The tree came from a seed. How did this happen? Simple examples. Do you know this building didn't manufacture itself or build itself? There was a builder, there was an engineer, and there was effort behind it. The entire universe also, nothing made itself. Make him think. Make him understand that our maker is one. Then tell him, don't worry. When you want to, I'll pick you up. Come see our Jum'ah prayer. Come after that, you'll join me for lunch. You and I might be the means of saving that person from Jahannam. Not long ago we were in PE. One brother told us, a Somalian brother, he says, my store, my store, my partner who owned 50%, one person cleaning the store, she was a lady cleaning the store. She was interested to watch the prayer, how salah takes place. So she offered to clean that area also. But he says, my partner was very abrupt. He says, you clean the shop and what's happening here is none of your business. You people are dirty. This was what he told her. He says, I didn't correct my partner, even though it looked very, very bad. Sometime later, she left work. And this man sees a dream that what happens if this woman dies and she goes to hellfire and you didn't share the truth with her. How dare you do such a thing? This man actually lost his head. He stole his share. He went back to Somalia. Those who have associated, the hadith is in Sunan ibn Majah. A person will stand before Allah on the day of judgment. And Allah will say, why didn't you tell them the truth? Ma mana'aka an taqula. What stopped you from telling them the truth? He would say, khashiyatun nas. Allah, I'm scared. What would their reaction be? Their reaction about this we're scared of. When we order food to put extra cheese, put extra onions, put less tomato, exactly how we want it, that we can detail exactly our luxuries and lusts. But to explain to that person who's serving us, do you know the creator who made us is one? And treat that person well. And remember, many of us, alhamdulillah, prominent business people, we are just and fair with the people we deal with. And we pay them on time and before, t- before time, inshallah. And many of us feel and we justify the fact that, you know, I fulfilled my duty. I am absorbed of my responsibility of sharing the truth with them because I was now, I treated them with character. 
Character is part of the ingredient. It is not the complete ingredient. By Allah, we are not absorbed of our responsibility. Whose character is more sublime than Muhammadur Rasulullah Even prior to his prophethood, 40 years of akhlaq, where everyone loved him. But how, how few came to say, we see you don't go near idolatry, we want to be the same. Humanity has to be told politely, kindly, respectfully. I'm not saying while out in the path of Allah, tabligh we have to do to visit and meet one one Muslim. What is the pitiable state of us Muslims today? That is a very, very important responsibility. But in these last few minutes, I was speaking about another responsibility. I'm not mixing the two. I don't want my words to be mixed. Going in the path of Allah, we have to do. But in our businesses, in our workplaces, with our neighbors, with our associates, with the people sometimes we, we travel with. And we don't tell them that Allah is one and life is short. And don't tell Allah, I didn't tell you on the day of judgment. If we're not going to do this, we are answerable. In Medina Munawwara, and I'll finish with this, there was a child who was sick, a Jewish child, Jewish child. Hadith is in Sahih Bukhari. Jewish child sick, Allah's Nabi went to visit him. Better, how are you? Are you well? What is wrong? Allah's Nabi made dua for him. Not only dua. Come to Islam. Islam is the truth. This child's father was sitting there. I learned recently this child's name. His name was Abdul Quddus. He looks at his father. His father was shocked. The king of Medina Munawwara visiting my son who's a Jew. He says to his son, listen to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Listen to Abu Qasim sallallahu alayhi wa and the child recited shahada, the beloved of Allah, with a brimming face, departs from his home making shukr. Allah, I thank you. Anqadahu bi minan nar. You used me to save your one banda from the fire of Jahannam. Wallah, this is our duty. Allah give us tawfiq. Start with this. At least share some literature with them. A gift bag with a beautiful translation of the Qur'an, and gift it to your friend, you will see how he'll message you to say, you know, you've given me the best gift in my entire life. Try it and see, and we'll be absorbed at least, we've got an answer on the Day of Judgment. Allah give us tawfiq. Wa sallallahu ala nabi